For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to our Friday show. I've been talking to Wilson Van Hooser all this week about sports and today uh, we're going to get into um, the question is you know what are some steps you would encourage parents and students uh, to keep the focus on Christ as they uh, play sports and I know I've already said this but just to kind of reiterate uh, Wilson does not have children I have young children who are getting involved in sports so we're not approaching this um, as we've got this all figured out but obviously given Wilson's perspective and then the authority of God's word, uh, hopefully gleaning some wisdom um, from that, uh, we can speak into this. Uh, so again, just want to state that up front uh, to those parents who are listening who are way further along than we are. Uh, but Wilson, uh, how, how would you answer that? What are some steps you would encourage parents and students to keep their focus on Christ? Yeah, you know, I think even just piggybacking off of you know, the statement that you've, you know, you've said every single day, uh, you know, we, 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 like, you and I, don't, we don't know everything. And uh, so many stuff we may be totally wrong and totally unfaithful on. I mean, this is these are our opinions, and mm-hmm. um, they go with our conscience. But what, I think what we're just at least trying to help start uh, the conversation mm-hmm. um, and, and and start. Um, golly, I was going to say something so cliche and say start the movement. Uh, it's not. A, it's just <laughs> start start the conversation. Um, man, what are some steps? I think the first one. Uh, is, and I will take this from a title of someone's book named Jay Parrott, uh, too easy, uh, John P. Uh, your days are numbered. And what I mean by that is that in John's book, and no, he did not pay me to say this about his book or his other book, but, but, but seriously, in your book, John, you make such an incredible biblical argument about watching your time. Uh, guard your time. Um, and I think in the sports world, it is so easy, um, to give every bit of your time to sports and then you just give your leftovers for, for Bible study or for your, for your own devotion. Um, parents, please watch the time that you spend. Um, I, I, I tell you that one of my biggest regrets in high school was not being able to go to RYM because I thought that I needed to be in all these camps. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if your child misses just a week um, or just a weekend of, um, of a sports camp or a tournament or something like that to go to, you know, a, a camp that's that a camp that like RYM that really might save their life. Look, your child is not going to get worse because they miss a week. If something is going to help them rest. Um, and our coaches used to emphasize greatly that we needed to take certain weeks throughout the year where we would do nothing but rest because it made us better athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. we got to, I think, no, go ahead, John. <laughs> yeah. You're obviously, you know, striking a nerve with me when you, <laughs> um, 
reference something that, that I did write about because I do feel very passionate about this issue. Um, and, and it's something just being in student ministry. I mean, goodness, people have said it enough. I mean, if one word defines our culture right now, it's busyness. And yep. as students are so exhausted, so busy. Uh, they're stretched to the max. Um, so much is receiving time and attention. Like you said, oftentimes uh, their spiritual lives and, and church get the leftovers. Uh, and so yeah. uh, as we're talking about stewardship, we need to think uh, as far as parenting goes, our children don't belong to us. They belong to the Lord. We're yeah. steward, stewarding our children. Um, and so, yeah, uh, yeah, I think this is a very important point that you're bringing up on on time. So, yeah, thanks for, for bringing that up. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think we have to remember that um, there is no ordinary way of salvation outside the church. Hmm. Um, that is something that we need to remember. And and when we're always outside the church, how can we expect our students and our kids to be saved and to be holy? Hmm. Watch your time. Uh, secondly, I would say, um, and this kind of goes in light with that too. Never just do something just to do it. Um, whether, whether to put your child in a, in a sport, uh, just don't just play just to play. Don't just travel just to travel. Uh, please, please, please do not just play on Sundays just to play on Sundays. Never just do something just to do it. Even though, you know, this is what the sports culture is saying. Um, we, we are called as Christians to reform all of life. Uh, yes, there are mountains that are you know, so big and so massive uh, that we think, you know, what can my wee little family do to help the cause? But I, I think we just need to really watch just doing something just to do it because next thing we know, we're, our schedules are just so crazy and, you know, we haven't been in church in a month. Um, I, I, I think I feel like I've seen that a lot. Never just do something just to do it. Thirdly, I'd say... Um, we have to apply the gospel to all of sports. I think there is a lot of great literature coming out that is addressing things such as watching your time with sports and the idolatry of sports, things that they, we have to read and we have to write. But I do not feel like I've seen as much written or talked about applying the gospel to all of sports. And what I mean is this. You have... Let's just let's just take me like uh, as a wide receiver. I'm running a route. It's crunch time. It's fourth down. We're down 23 to 16. We're driving the ball. I run a 20 yard in route and the quarterback throws the ball and I drop it. Game over. My team loses. Uh, and the fans, the fans hate me. The players are mad at me. I'm questioning my own identity. And here's here's the fork in the road. There's either there's only one of two ways that I can go. One way is this, is that that moment can crush me. And if I don't believe the gospel or, or if, if I'm just still working out the gospel and I haven't applied it to all sports, then once again, I, I'm just going to think I'm, I'm a failure. I mean, I just I, I'm not thinking about Christ. I'm not thinking about his identity. But if I remember my justification, if I remember my adoption, then, 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 then this isn't just a coping mechanism. This is this is real life because sports is real life. That when I remember who Christ is, that moment does not have to crush me. I know that that is not the worst of things. Yes, it stinks. Yes, it is painful. 
But man, Christ has redeemed me. I am a child of God. And I've seen athletes, Christian athletes, uh, reformed Christian athletes who let moments crush them because they have forgotten the gospel in sports. Um, <laughs> we, need, we need to apply the gospel into all the sports, into all the moments, the good and the bad. Um, and then we need to remember for the fourth for the fourth thing, we need to remember the fourth commandment to uh, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Um, you know, there, there, there are some very helpful debates out there, but I think we need to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Uh, is the Sabbath about God? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end with that because I, I feel like um, that should at least just help start the conversation. Um, is the Sabbath about God or is it about our sports? Um, fifthly, uh, also remembering this parents, um, think about this. What is the chief end of your child? The chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So when that is the chief end, the mission statement, uh, for, for your child, then work everything in the sports world, whether to be in it or not, or whatever it is, work it all for that chief end of the child. So that, that child by the power of the Spirit, may glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Um, I, I, we need to keep coming back to this and back to this. We just need to you know, catechize, not just formally, but informally, that everything that goes on, all of life, God is working for our child's chief end. And the question is, are we going along with that or are we going against that? Um, you know, whatever number this, I think like sixthly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire um two, it's two minute drill baby um beware of the celebrity culture uh and i think parents this doesn't just affect your child but i think it affects you because if your child turns out to be a pretty good athlete it's gonna be tempting for you because someone's gonna come up to you and they'll be like hey man your child could really be something you just need to do this 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 and this and then they'll be they'll be this person and it's like you, you can kind of see like oh my goodness my child could play in college. Oh my goodness, my my child could could go to the NFL or go to the NBA or or play, play professional golf and golf and and um we need to beware of the celebrity culture because when we when we let the celebrity culture just influence everything that we do, then we think, well, then I need to be doing everything to get my child to that level because then they'll have everything and everything will be all together and people will love them and. Um, and then when they get to that level, then they can use their influence because they're at this great big level and then they can talk about Christianity. Um, I think, I think we need to remember that Jesus often withdrew from the crowds and he never openly proclaimed like, remember in Mark, he always said, he always said like, Hey, like don't go and tell people who I am yet because he had his life under control. He was going to go to the cross when he would go to the cross. It was only during the last week of his life that he began to say, Everyone, pay attention to who I am. Hmm. Yeah, and let, let um, me let me speak into that just a second. As as a parent, I mean, that is such a strong temptation. Um, I mean, there yeah. have been, you know, we have been very reluctant to have our children in sports just yet, and like I said, we're just kind of getting some of them involved in sports. But um, I mean, I can even remember when, uh, my children early on, our two oldest, uh, just did kind of a fun run. To, to raise yeah. um, uh, support for, for something out there. 
and uh, they both did really well. And yeah, they, and it's, they, it's good that they do well. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, but it was just—I mean, people are like, "Wow, you know, one they didn't even train for it, and then they yeah. almost won the whole thing." You know, they came in. I think one came in first, one came in second um, of their their age group. And then as a father, I'm like, "Wow, you know, this is something we should invest in." And was excited. And I'm, I'm just thinking, well, I've got to be cautious. And so, just kind of saying that as a parent, being cautious of that temptation. Um, but then also yeah. too, kind of another aspect to that is. You know, our children will pick up on the fact that, you know, is this why you love them? Is this why you're proud yeah, of them? Oh, because of what they good. can accomplish. And so we hold our children up like little trophies. And um, that can obviously do some great damage to our children. And then also to yeah. us, again, because we're trying to find identity from them. And um, and you've heard, I mean, I've talked to, to fathers who've had children do su- very successful in sports and, and relay this mm. to me. Um as well as you know, students that lament the pressure they feel from their parents um, to perform yeah, for them. Yeah, don't forget about that. Just performance, that pressure to perform culture we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. Yeah, um, yeah, you're spot on with that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think. Le- I think another thing, parents, uh, let's remember the words of Robert Murray McShane, who was in his twenties when he said this. Uh, for every one look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. Um, that, that right there, I think, is a good rule for sports. Because in sports, we, uh, especially the, especially when you get in high school sports, you, know, you start watching film of yourself, and you're analyzing yourself, and, 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 and you're, you're, you're saying, like, how did I do? And you're constantly thinking about your performance, and, and rightly so, to get better. Like, you do have to analyze your performance. But... For the sake of our souls, how are we pointing our children to Christ? How are we, you know, trying just to like, you know, you know, hey, Johnny, hey, Sam, hey, you know, um, Emily or whoever, like, what did you learn about the gospel today in practice? Or like, like, and, and it doesn't have to be like that formal, but it's like, how do we teach our children to take their eyes off of themselves and place them upon Christ? Um, because Christ is more beautiful than sports. Christ is more satisfying than sports. Um, there, there is, um, look, I mean, just one of my former teammates, like even only, sure, even though he's only for four months, but Tom Brady, like remember in the 60 minute segment that he had years ago where they asked him, they said, look, you got a supermodel wife, you got all, you got Super Bowl rings. Like, when is it enough? And he just said, I don't know. Um, are we teaching our kids to say that sports can satisfy you or that truly only Jesus Christ can do that? And sports just gives us like a, a hint of like that joy and that, that, um, that excitement that we will have in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does mm-hmm. It does do that. And, uh, but it's just, it's not, once again, it's only the rays of the sun. It's not the sun itself. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's some, that's some good stuff. And I know we're going to be, Closing this down pretty soon. I wanted to say something and then love to give you kind of the last word to to close us out. But um, I know this might get some eye rolls, but talking about my book, Time Out, um, (laughs) there are two appendices in there uh, that that are um, one is a prayer to have before the game. And then Mm. the other one's a prayer to have after the game. And so if there are parents out there thinking, okay, how do I engage in this conversation, um, I know some parents might feel ill-equipped to have the spiritual conversations. That's designed yeah. to hopefully help parents engage their students. And then the third appendices that I put in there is 
uh, a note to the student um, who's not an athlete. You know, as oh. you and I are having an entire week discussion about athleticism, sports, and Christianity. Uh, we have idolized this to such a degree that there are those students out there that struggle and feel worthless because they have not been given the gift of athleticism. And so in our yeah. desire to think biblically about sports, we need to also be cautious that we can make it the end-all be-all by talking about it so much. And so I know um, there are those parents who struggle uh, because their children might not be athletic and feel that they don't have value because of that. So just trying to think about that too and uh, for youth yeah, workers to, to reach out to students who aren't athletically gifted. Um, so again, that was enough of the, the shameless plug there. But Wilson, any kind of last words to say as we close this out? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think we, we always need to remember this. Um, God cares about sports. Um, he, if God did not care about sports, he wouldn't have brought it into existence. Um, I've heard, I've heard, you know, um, I've heard even good reformed pastors. I've heard, I've heard PCA pastors say this before that, oh, well, God doesn't care about the outcome of sports. That is such a, uh, minimizing of God's sovereignty. That if I don't realize that every single score, every single play, every single coach, every single bad play, every single good play, every championship won, every championship lost, every good practice, bad practice, everything when I put on my shin guards to when I put on my helmet to when I lift up a trophy, if I don't see that everything is in God's sovereignty and he's working in those things, if he loves us, he's, he's, he's working in those things to conform us into the image of Christ, if I don't see that, sports become something totally different outside of God's realm. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think that's a good good note to end on, focusing on God's sovereignty. Um, yeah, again, there's so many theological dots we need to be connecting for students and parents as they uh, think about um, sports. So thanks for helping us do that, Wilson. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on before too long to continue this discussion because there's a lot more we could talk about. Yeah, John, thank you. Remember, everyone, hashtag dethrone Kurt Cooper. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Wilson. Thanks, John. Oh, come and buy without money. Oh, come and feast without